to reflect on the 25th anniversary of the country's constitution. We're now joined on the line by anti-apartheid activist and former constitutional court judge Albie Sachs. He is also joined by advocate Jonas Sibagnoni, a commissioner at the South African Human Rights Commission, which we'll speak after. But a very good morning to you, judge, and welcome. Hey, good morning, yes. Now, what does the 25th anniversary of the signing of the country's constitution mean to you as a former constitutional court judge? Well, as a former constitutional court judge and somebody who was active in the struggle, uh, you know, it, 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 it was a huge moment. Uh, we've got to celebrate it. It was a victory for our people, for humanity, uh, against enormous odds. Uh, and it, it's very personal for me. I, I remember comrades who, who died in the struggle, who were assassinated, tortured to death, uh, Ruth First, uh, Dulcie September, people I knew well, uh, Barbara Sadoji, Elijah Loza, Lutzmatzel, Wanvi, Joe Kabi, uh, Chris Harney. Uh, it, it was a hard-won battle. It, it wasn't just a group of lawyers getting together and coming up with a nice constitution. Mm. Uh, so this, this, this was a triumph. Of, of human endeavor and idealism. That's number one. Uh, secondly, it, it was the product of two years of intense work in Cape Town, uh, in, in our new democratically elected parliament, of, of uh, remarkable people, 490 people who'd been elected by the nation. Uh, maybe half or more of them had been in jail, in exile, in, 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 in the underground, in resistance. Others had come from the other side. Uh, and after two years of deliberation, uh, sending the text of the Constitution they had agreed to to the Constitutional Court, uh, so I had a particular role as one of the 11 judges certifying that the Constitution complied with principles that had been agreed to in advance. Uh, this remarkable group of people came up with a remarkable constitution, uh, and that that's enduring. Uh, and I think we should all take pride in that. Uh, I, I think of the fact that uh, the the freedom clauses are so powerful. There was a very strong women's group. Uh, inside uh, the Constitutional Assembly, insisting on, on gender rights, the most progressive in the world. Uh, the workers were there, people from the trade union movement were there to ensure that the, there would be uh, rights for workers. Social and economic rights were included, uh, environmental rights were included, uh, rights of sexual minorities, gays and lesbians, uh, and the LGBTQI uh, community, uh, they were reflected. Uh, and there are many other aspects, mm-hmm. uh, very yeah. open society. So it, it's a, a great document, and, and we can justly take yeah. pride in it. Uh, and it's important for us to acknowledge those elements and what it means and what the Constitution can provide us. Right. Uh, before we get to the, uh, let, let me say, to the culmination of a long and hard uh, process uh, with, with enormous human investment and ultimately great human intelligence mm-hmm. coming into it. Uh, and no one can take that away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the disappointments have been mm-hmm. since then, yes. uh, we need to celebrate. Mm-hmm. What is your sense today, Judge, of how much the Constitution has been tested by the differing sections over the last 25 years? And would you say that the Constitution has been upheld and stood the test of time over the years? 
Well, in one way, it's been remarkably resilient. Uh, elections. Uh, I remember in those good old bad old days, uh, reactionists would say, "You mean democracy in South Africa? The black people voting? Uh, one man, one vote once." You know, there's a total denial of, of the rights and capacities of our people, the majority, all our people, to, to have a democratic system. Uh, and we've had five, six general elections or, and municipal elections that have been free and fair. Uh, and when the uh, ruling uh, governing party lost uh, in, in the big cities, they stepped down. So in that sense, we've got a country, uh, a country where in, at least in terms of access to the franchise, we're all equal. And we changes. Uh, of leadership are brought about not through tanks coming into the street or a million people going into the square, but through the democratic process. That, that, that's a huge and enduring achievement. Then, secondly, we're, a very, we, we're not a fair society and we're not a safe society, but we're a very open society. People speak their minds. Uh, we have a very lively press. Uh, SABC has gone through enormous convulsions and has come out so much better, partly because we have the Constitution. People have rights to com complain when SABC was captured, uh, to denounce it. We have strong civil society. Then another hugely successful area, uh, I believe, and, and is generally accepted, uh, certainly through most of the world, the democratic world, is our judiciary, uh, and, and the top judiciary in particular, uh, has been enormously influential. Uh, the constitutional aspect of our constitutional democracy in that sense is very, very strong. And we've had Nelson Mandela accepting rulings of the court striking down proclamations that he made. We had Thabo Mbeki accepting rulings of the court on, on access to antiretrovirals. We had President Jacob Zuma accepting the need to pay back the money for the uh, overspending on, on his private home. So, so that's another aspect that's been very strong and, and functioning. In terms of social and economic rights, We've got a huge, long, long way to go. In terms of the corruption, there will be lots of processes underway. People are impatient that it's taking so long to deal with, with those people who were looting and stealing and so on. But the Constitution is there as the, the back, backdrop for what's necessary, what, what, what's required. So the problems are not problems with the Constitution. Uh, the problems are failures to implement the Constitution uh, sufficient with sufficient efficacy and strength and, and integrity. Somebody once says that uh, implementation is one of our disabilities in the country, but you once said that the Constitution is there to serve and protect the most vulnerable and ensure a vibrant democracy, but much still needs to be done to achieve that vision of peace, equality and prosperity as, in, as is embodied in the Constitution. Are we getting there, Honorable Judge, and uh, or is it perhaps a dream deferred? Uh, it's a dream. Uh, it's not deferred in the sense of nothing's happened. Lots has happened. Uh, many things have happened. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I see the Constitution as a product of struggle, not just of sharp minds uh, drawing on the best from the world. Our own struggle, our own intelligence, a very 
very extraordinary process, two-stage process of constitution-making succeeded when the world predicted a, a racial bloodbath. So, so we've got a lot to draw on. It's a product of struggle, and its implementation will be a product of struggle. People must use the rights that they have under the constitution, uh, not simply in voting every five years, uh, but in terms of, of the claims that they make against government, against government at all, all the different levels, uh, the right to speak out, the right to demand uh, uh, initiatives to be taken, uh, the right to, to be able to walk freely in the streets and sleep freely in our homes, uh, and, and also the right to have honest government serving the interests of the people. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the Constitution is there to enable people to exercise and demand those rights. In the last 25 years that the Constitution has been in place, uh, have there been aspects of the Constitution that you might have considered that might require some amendments? Uh, the, the parts that uh, I feel we should try and retain are having the president chosen by parliament and not by direct election. Uh, some people have been calling for that. The part that I would retain generally is proportional representation, but certainly to introduce more measures, not necessarily through changing the Constitution, because it says in the main a proportional representation, to keep that, but to have more direct control over your local MPs. That's something that could be done. A part that I wish we didn't have had to do at the time is creating provincial structures uh, with legislative powers that are never used, uh, big bureaucracies. Uh, I think there could have been more efficient ways of, of devolving power, but we had to do it. Uh, the, the National Party in, in the Cape uh, was insisting on a degree of some degree of, of autonomy. The IFP and KwaZulu Natal wouldn't have come into the constitutional negotiations if there hadn't been uh, a separate province there with extensive powers. So that's something we've, we've got to live with, uh, even if, if the provinces don't provide um, efficient. Um, a liaison between the national government and, and the people mm -hmm. uh, in, in the local areas. But I think uh, the people who drafting the Constitution, uh, I wasn't there, so I'm not bragging uh, about an achievement I was directly involved in. I think they did an extraordinary job uh, in, in terms of the basics of the Constitution. Some frontiers of provinces have been changed, some other technical changes have been made, um, mm -hmm. but I, I don't see any major areas that, that require uh, amendments.